Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get with Caesar's rewards. Must be 21 or older. Minus three with Dave Damashek. At long last, it's almost here. Super Bowl 58. I know you're chomping at the bit to watch the game. Guess what? We get you right on Friday, maybe even by late Thursday night. Be on the lookout on social media, on YouTube, on Twitter, all the rest of it uh, for the 15-minute NFL pregame show. Spoiler alert, this one goes past 15 minutes. We only have one Super Bowl a year, so we went fat with it. Forgive us for that. We give you all the best player props. We tell you what's going to happen in the game. And then when it ends, the abyss. What will we talk about next week? I don't know. But let's figure that out then. In the meantime, let's say hello to our guys, Eddie Spaghetti there behind the glass. He and his pal, Jen Piacente, got you right on waiver wired earlier in the week. And this is important stuff for the better, especially if you're fascinated by the national anthem, Reba McIntyre's performance. The number is set total runtime for our national anthem. 90 and a half seconds, Jen Piacente is telling you, and she is an expert. She's a songbird telling you how that's going to go. Also, um, extra points with Sarah Tiana. We had Adam Carolla on, very funny as usual. Uh, we talked to Joey Mulinaro on the first episode of Minus Three this week, Lemon Pepper Parlay, Trendy, all the rest of it, getting you right for the big game. And now, I said Eddie Spaghetti's name, and there he is, high atop show business getting right to make some pages and also to talk some sports first it's kevin hench how are you fella oh i'm so i'm so relaxed you know our three teams the the patriots steelers and uh giants have won 16 super bowls if by my count and lost quite a few too but like the our three teams stink or not yours doesn't quite stink but but not a not a contender okay and um it's very relaxing, you know, that Niners and Chiefs fans are starting to feel it. As you listen to this podcast, you know, it's not fun when your team's in the Super Bowl until they win. That is a True. working Sunday if you're rooting for one of those teams. And as we all know, it's a horrible day if Rashard Mendenhall fumbles or, you know, Wes Welker drops a pass. You know, it's just grim if you lose. True, true. The stakes are great. And as we've been talking about, or I have certainly for the last two weeks or the last month at least, the weird attempt to avert the stakes to talk about the pain that awaits the loser of this game, just like it did those title games. It's a weird thing that the media does. And I get it that you want to appear empathetic to say like that team has nothing to hang their head about but of course they do you're losing on the biggest stage so of course it hurts that much worse um let's get into our goat and goats then shall we i've already covered the media and the analytics and the attempt to turn a particular human event big stage the 0.01 percent best athletes among us trying to do impossible deeds and trying to turn all that into a math equation instead of leaning into the pressure that comes with uh, half a billion people watching you try to do your job at one time. We've covered those people already. Instead, I'm going to start us off here. Bad goat, 
anybody who doesn't watch the Super Bowl, and I'm not talking about Super Bowl 58, because I get that there is a giant swath of football America that is unenthused about this particular game. By the way, I did tick off for you um, in the last week on the minus three Twitter page. I ticked through the better Super Bowls that the football gods deprived us of, like, for instance, in 98. We should have had the 15 and one Randall Cunningham Vikings play uh, the defending champion Denver Broncos. Instead, we got Chris Chandler's Falcons and it was uh, uninspired and the game sucked, too. And so. That's bad. But whether it's Super Bowl 33 or a game you don't care about or one you care about deeply, what kind of person doesn't watch the Super Bowl? Hench, how say you? Uh, you know, track their whereabouts. Track, That's what I'd like to know. Check their browser history. That's not someone you want in your society. It's so funny because, uh, of course, uh, my wife could give a about the Super Bowl and th- like she so doesn't care about the Super Bowl that the week after the Super Bowl, she asked me if I'm going over to Corolla's to watch football. Like, mm. now, honey, you you heard somehow in your car, somebody mentioned on the New York Times podcast that the Super Bowl was happening. You heard about it. Uh, just could care less. But so, you know, so wait, 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 could, wait, 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 wait. She could tell. This was funny. She could tell that my team is not in it hmm. by how much less I'm vibrating physically this week. Like I would already be pacing. That's something, hours. right? That, that, yeah. That's I guess that says something about her legitimately. I guess both of our wives, I mean, really, I have an ex-wife too, all don't care. Is that a reflection on how we explain it to them that we make it? less interesting than it already is to them is that is that should we feel bad about ourselves that we that the power that our charisma and excitement for this isn't enough to make them think like i gotta see what uh what the love of my life is so interested in here instead they shrug their shoulders and say like oh can i go for a hike you know i think what it is is that it's a little bit of a separation of church and state right it's like sports so dominates our lives like, you know, on the one hand, you're like, oh, my God, it would be it would be so fun to be married to Sarah Tiana, you know, for a million reasons. But but on the other hand, you're like, don't I need a break from sports? Do I really need does the pillow talk also have to be about the Atlanta Braves? I mean, you know, at, at a certain point. Is isn't it too much? So I like the fact that I compartmentalize like, OK, that, that you know, you know, what's funny is like. Um, I'm actually going to watch the Super Bowl with with my dear friend uh, Gabriel Fluffy Iglesias, and um, and and Heather was like, "That seems kind of like relaxed." Like, and I'm like, "Yeah, I. It's just it's just a fun game for me. It's not." Wait a second, just the two of you? Yeah, the two of us. That's that's how Gabriel rolls. No, his 500 best friends. Like, of course. Wait, wait, wait. Where's this going on? The compound. His compound. Yeah. Gabriel Iglesias has a compound and you got an invite and you and you alone are going taking a plus one or what? I am taking a plus one. Oh, who's that? Isaac Gonzalez. Okay. All right. (laughs) I don't know what any of that means. He's a charger fan. He's, you know, he's just every year 
Every year he's excited and Lucy pulls the football away. See what Harbaugh listen. Also, Eddie Spaghetti's fiance doesn't give a crap about sports either. And I do agree with what you're saying. People always say that thing. Would you just shake your hand like that? It's it's I mean, she's going to watch the Super Bowl. She loves the party aspect, the gathering party. It's an event. She loves the event aspect. So she does. And, and, you know, I, I do force her to root for my teams. You know, I do have to say, and maybe that's the spirit of youth, you know, and 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 the life that you two are building together. And, you know, our wives have been disabused of any such feelings or, you know, decades ago, me and Hench. But I do appreciate your fiance's enthusiasm. She has told me before. She's like, I, I don't care about the games, but I like watching uh, how happy it makes spaghetti. That's nice. You think my old lady would do that for me? No, she wouldn't. But it isn't about me. I I think it's weird if you don't give a crap and it's not like, oh, well, you know, person I'm married to or whatever cares and so I'll care. I think it's weird if you announce to society, I'm not watching the Super Bowl. There are certain things as a citizen that require your participation for you to count among us, right? I mean, you have to have a phone. You always you meet the wise acres like I, I have none. I, I don't have a TV in my home. Well, you're a weirdo um, and should be rejected from society. You should vote. You should have seen The Godfather and or Goodfellas. No, you know what? I'm going in both. You need to have seen Goodfellas, The Godfather and at least one Star Wars movie. I mean, like that, that you, you have to. And right, well, let me you ask have, you this. Let me ask you this. You have to be able to name at least two of the Kardashian children. You have I mean, to. Like, I don't know. I don't know anything about their lives, but I can name two of them. I think I'll tell you this. Here's what we I, we need to get. I mean, that's the whole spirit of the goat and goat segment is identifying the best and worst among us. And, you know, there there's some personal habits. I've, I, I'll i say it to Eddie Spaghetti's face. I've said it behind his back and I've said it to his face before. And I'll say it again here now. You're a grown up man. Stop wearing tank tops. It's gross. I don't like seeing armpit hair. I it, 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 It's repellent to me. And I would like the rest of society to bend to my will on this count. Same goes for men wearing flip flops. Come on. Are we going to are we going to have a proper society or not? Are we just writing individual rules? You see, then you're inviting a bunch of people who don't know football, who don't care about football to participate and be in the room and be asking questions. I see. It's kind of a sacred high high holiday. I didn't invite you to my house or to Gabriel Iglesias's compound either. I'm just saying you should know what happens in some things that people are going to make reference to. It is really the Star Wars hater syndrome. Like, who are you ultimately denting? You can't. Okay, all I'm right, never going to watch it. I, I, right, I, it's on. not for me. Let I'm me not into sci-fi with the monsters and robots and all that. That just I'm, I'm above all that. Okay, that's fine. Well, then you're not going to get a lifetime's worth of references when people quote Han Solo or otherwise. So really, shouldn't you take two hours and check it out? Shouldn't you know who? I mean, for, forget. I, I know your wife doesn't know the answer to who is Brock Purdy. I legitimately don't know if I could go to my wife right now and say, do you know who Patrick? Tell me who Patrick Mahomes is. Tell me what he does. Can you tell me? What one, what city or team name he plays for? I bet you right now she could not do that, right? And isn't that better? No, than, than if she said, 
You mean the pitcher for the Twins or the quarterback for the Chiefs? Like, what if she was like like a cyborg? Okay, let me ask you this. I have to have my thing, right? So, Did like, you, if she, if my wife knows more about sports than I know, then Dave really has nothing going. The correct, on. getting right. corrected. Hey. Did you see Nomadland? I did. Did you see Coda? No. Okay. So what's weird, you talk about these things that we're supposed to gather around. Like, best picture is becoming more of just, like, optional. Like, grow. you mentioned The Godfather. You're like, obviously, you've seen The Godfather. Now it's like, uh, did you see that uh, that little art house movie? It won best picture. You're like, the movies, I mean, we we kind of restored order, I think, a little bit this year with, with the blockbusters, but like movies, which also used to bring us together in a communal experience at the theater, uh, are now like, oh, they're just going to beam it to your house and it's going to be, uh, yeah, Francis McDormand's going to drive around in a van uh, for a couple hours. Oh, solving crimes. No, just being poor. <laughs> just being poor. Wow, that must did that get did that get uh, released wide? Oh, it's best picture. What? This is a great point you make. I wonder. I mean, the last ten Academy Award winners. I bet you off the top of my head, I've seen two of them. But the thirty best of picture course, award winners yes. previous i yeah. bet you i've seen i don't have to ask you if you've seen the sting or one flew over the cuckoo's nest or annie hall like it's understood that you've seen the best pictures of your childhood through your adulthood and now as an industry we make movies where it's like oh yeah no one at this dinner has seen the best picture well done hollywood well you've mission accomplished Nobody cares about the best picture. I hear you. I listen. I don't require my, my my demands are not, you know, insane. I'm not requiring you to watch the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. If you if you don't, that's your loss. But I'm not going to demand you do it. I'm asking for a minimum standard here. It's the biggest game. Watch the Super Bowl. Know what the hell happened. And don't make your dumb jokes about it. I'm just here for the commercials and halftime because that's also weird and annoying if you're in the room. Uh, in between Hench and Iglesias cracking that kind of wise. No one wants to hear that kind of stuff. Well, let me ask you this. What's a good example? Because obviously we're, we are three addicts desperately in need of intervention. Um, what's an example of something that we don't watch on the regular, but we definitely know the big one, the big, the big thing? Well, I'll, I'll work backwards for you. What are the big movies I've never, I've never, or TV shows? I never saw um, Simon and Simon. I never saw Murder She Wrote. Um, I never. We're talking saw, about the Super Bowl, and you're like, I've never saw. Well, that was a popular TV like, show. I never saw it. I never saw an episode of Two happening? and a Half Men. How about that? Never saw Two and a Half Men. Saw maybe ten minutes once, and I thought Chaz Sheen wearing shorts and the white tube socks. With the dress shoes, I was like, too weird for me. I'm out. Um, you know, I eat pizza. That's a that's a requirement. Like, you know, people who there there are people who do those things. We've known a guy who didn't drive a car. This is not participating in society. If you're a grown-up person, you have to drive a car, right? But there are extenuating circumstances to that, right? No. Wasn't wasn't he asked by society to not drive a car? 
Maybe no, we're no. talking about maybe we're talking about two different guys. We've known multiple grown-up men who don't drive cars. No, one, one guy just chose. One, one guy's like, no, it's not for me. And there, it was like, ah, that's a funny quirk. Isn't that zany? He doesn't drive a car. And then it wasn't so cute anymore. And it was like, can you give me a ride home? Like, no, you live in Santa Monica. That's way too far away for me. Like this, this cute little quirk is now a pain in my butt. I'm not interested in it. What is so, okay, go ahead. What are you talking about? Who are you talking about? How are we going to know? Listen, how are we going to know? What do you mean? Who are we talking about? The guy we used to write with. Um, The, uh. What, how are we going to know what we don't know? If you're you're well, you're asking us to answer what what thing in society should we know that we don't? Well, let me ask you this, okay? Because you 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 gacked that answer. Um, I don't so, know what it is. I don't. I'm, I'm trying okay. to. I, here's I'm a, trying here's to figure a good out example. How I answer okay. something when so, I don't know what it is. So you're saying like I don't care if you watch football every week for ten hours on Sundays like we do. Uh, I don't. I don't care if you if you haven't watched a game yet this year. I want you to watch this game because I just want you to part, be able to fake it a little this is bit. Part of the fabric know. of our nation. Some would argue this is our national religion. Okay. It always weirds me out when it's like a uh, game of Thrones series finale, highest rated episode ever. Who are these people who are tuning in for the first time? I got to see what this Game of Thrones wow. is all about. Like, what? This is going to make no sense. None whatsoever. Like, did you enjoy that? It's like, if you don't know, like, what offsides is, if you don't, like, how are you going to enjoy a football game? Why are they jumping up and down? Who's got the ball? I, it, it does seem to be like you need a minimum knowledge. Well, to- that, you know what? We need to figure out, and maybe we'll do that next week. We should make a proper quiz for Super Bowl um, attendees. We've talked about it before. We need to put pen to paper, though, and figure out what are the questions that are essential. If you can't answer a decent percentage of these, you have no business getting a ticket to these. Not when they're $8,000 a piece and all of that. You don't need, as a corporate benefit, somebody handing you a ticket for another year of sitting in your cubicle if you don't care about it or understand what's going on. Interesting. Yeah, we need to, we need to figure out that quiz. But is there something spaghetti? Is there something we're not that? What, what is it that we don't know about that people do care about deeply? The three of us. Like what's out there that's like you guys have no you you're, you're hypocrites because you couldn't you couldn't uh, put together a, a single sentence that makes sense on blank. My quick guess is like anything that like Gen Zers do, like the TikTok. No, I know YouTube. who Taylor Swift is. I no, can. Taylor I, Swift I know is not. Like, Taylor Swift is not, not that, that at all. Uh, Taylor Swift was signed on to like a country label, like Toby Keith, by the way, shout out, you know, rest in peace, Toby Keith, like 20 years ago, whatever. But the, like, you have no idea who like YouTuber streamers are like that whole like Twitch TikToker. There's like mega famous, mega rich people mm-hmm. in that sect. Okay. That I, none of us probably know. That's my, but let me ask you this. This may be a better one. Um, check. Do you do any, uh, high holiday, uh, synagogue attendance? No. No, spaghetti. You do a little. Uh, oh, there we go. <laughs> I have. Uh, I don't. I have not attended uh, mass in uh, years, years, years. Because years. that is one where people go. 
Christmas mask. Like, really? This is, you're going to, it's like your one football game of the year. You're going to go, you're just going to take care of everything on this one visit. You're just going to like, I try to think of things that like, you know, I, I guess like, I don't know anything about religion, but I guess I know who the big guy is. I'm trying to think of things. Yeah, that- right. See what well, that's exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I was starting to feel bad about it. That that's right. Like, cause it is so central for people. It's not that it's a part of people's lives. I, I don't care. And that's obviously what this country is all about is, you know, believe and do as you wish, but that's right. But another one, like a good one recently was like, and this would be interesting to ask spaghetti because it's generational, but it was a big deal. And for people uh, that are that are the same age as me and, and Sheck, you know, Tracy Chapman playing Fast Car, like I didn't own a Tracy Chapman album, but I knew all the words to that song because it right. just played on a loop like you couldn't escape it. So, you know, the Grammys would definitely be a place where I'm pretty clueless on most of the nominees, probably, but it, the Super Bowl equivalent at the Grammys, I guess, is Beyonce or Taylor Swift or, you know, like I, I've heard. I mean, Taylor Swift, I actually semi-expert because I have two daughters. But, you know, that I mean, I guess all we're asking is for citizens to have a working understanding of what the Super Bowl is in the same way that we understand what the Grammys are. That's right. And you know what? I'll I'll wear it. The other night we were watching the Grammys. I didn't know who SZA was. I don't think that's the equivalent of not knowing who Patrick Mahomes is, right? I feel like it's kind of like not knowing who George Kittle is. Is that fair? I think that's about an even Stephen comp. I can't Um, can't weigh in because I don't know that sound you made. I don't know who that is. Is that a person? (laughs) I feel bad. Or is that an Olympic? Turns out it is. is Is that an old Olympics mascot? Well, that's another thing that in society that has gone away. Remember how important the Olympics were when we were growing up? <laughs> they feel like an afterthought at this point. Um, okay. Um, Bad goat, people who don't watch the Super Bowl. Okay. I just think I just that think was a breezy you're, half hour. You're you're a misanthrope, and I don't understand why you why why you wanted to like, ah, I want to go for a hike. Okay, but just watch for like 20 minutes, just so you can say you saw a little bit about that. But I do love how there's yin and yang and there's hench and sheck. Hench points out the other side of the same coin, which is, oh, you're watching this event for the first time. My thing always about that is like Kansas City, Missouri. Do you know that 64% of all televisions were tuned in to the Super Bowl in Kansas City? A remarkable number. Like what were the other 30% 30% of the people. What what the hell? You could be in Kansas City, Missouri when the Super Bowl, your team is playing it and you're doing something else. You're not watching the Super Bowl. That's disgraceful. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Let me ask you a question, Eddie Spaghetti. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? Ah, before you answer, 
Two words, Caesars Rewards. Those are the two words. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesars can offer. I'm talking about hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, even more than just that. It's not only an app, it's an empire. 21 plus must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. I Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Okay, Hatch, go ahead. All right, my, my good goat this week, and, you know, sometimes we do like these deep esoteric dives. I don't know if you've heard of this guy, but my good goat is Tom Brady. Who's a yes. quarterback? I don't know I'm if you're aware. familiar. And the reason we we need to every once in a while we need to remind everybody about the goat of goats is that Patrick Mahomes, who seemingly plays in the Super Bowl every year, and to his credit, made it through that grain thresher of the AFC to get into the Super Bowl again. Should he win on Sunday, he will be less than halfway to Tom Brady's Super Bowl ring total. If Patrick Mahomes wins on Sunday, he will need to win a Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana amount of additional Super Bowls to tie the greatest of all time. It's insane. It's bonkers. You know, I think Mahomes has, has arrived quickly, but we he still has so far to go to uh, to catch the true goat of goats. And I think we, you know, obviously you talk a lot about recency bias. Those 20 years in two different dynasties 
uh, we're, we're going to have to wait quite a long time till anybody reels in the true goat of goats. I, I, this is a, a fascinating subject to to me. I know that the the cynics out there are like, oh, the ring count and all that. Who cares? That's for olds. Well, I guess maybe we're olds. Um, yeah. I think there is there's something where it's an accelerate. The conversation has accelerated um, where we are right now in the world and the way uh, I guess conversation flows is like we're so anxious to declare Mahomes is better than Brady, even though the evidence doesn't really support it, I don't think. And I think maybe it's partly like we've discussed what makes Brady the goat other than those Lombardis. I understand also playing 20 years, he has most of the passing records at this point, but those have to do with longevity, not individual greatness. You know, Marino, you know, per game averages and other people exceed him in that regard. But um, so maybe that's some a reason why we want to move on from Brady. I'm not sure exactly what what's feeding this other than we want to be in the moment. We want to be able to say we witnessed the new greatest of all time. And I think that's also where the LeBron as great as a LeBron in as much as I will talk about him. Like, I think it's always that generational conversation that it's owed to except that we're still in the Brady generation. Right. Well, but it, it, it's like, you know, when Aaron was the home run King, uh, at, at seven it'd be like, somebody hitting their 300th home run and and people go, there's a new home run king in town. Like Mahomes is not going to be halfway to Brady, uh, who, by the way, longevity, yes, no decline phase. Those numbers in Tampa are bananas, like, you know, setting records to the end. Um, so, uh, so, but you mentioned LeBron. This is, is so nuts. LeBron is the, NBA's all-time leading scorer. He's now fourth all-time in assists. Hmm. I mean, come on. That is crazy. Uh, you know, and, and I, I feel like there's a weird, you know, anti-LeBron sentiment, maybe just because he's so physical. It's almost like he's like the wilt of, of perimeter players because nobody can really handle him uh, uh, going to the basket, but still doing it at such a crazily high level. All right, good goat, Tom Brady. Bad goat. This is gonna be. Well, a wait a second. I say I'm. I, th- this is. Uh, th- these are the conversations I live for. How many times can you say that the two best to ever play a sport were in it at the same time? And I think maybe you could make the case that Brady and Mahomes overlap. And at the, ta- I mean, Brady is still playing for the Patriots. Obviously, goes into Arrowhead and disrupts what was supposed to be a coronation for the sophomore year of Mahomes. They were supposed to go to that Super Bowl, of course, and that's the only thing that that delays that effect. If it weren't for 12 in the silver and navy getting in his way, Mahomes would be one further along in the process here. I mean, the one I always go with, I think the thing that diminishes, I'm sorry to bring this up, but the thing that diminishes Mario Lemieux is that he is overlapping directly with Wayne Gretzky. It was, if Willie Mays had, jumped in, you know, five years into Babe Ruth's career. I don't know exactly how you reconcile them side by side. That's why. So it's, I think that's a factor. I do kind of, I'm inclined to agree with you that Brady is even as his case has been enhanced by what's going on with Belichick. I mean, I've said it before, if Brady wanted to be a jerk, 
he would announce like if Aaron Rodgers were in the same boat, wouldn't he be going like, well, obviously I'm the goat. I did this with McCarthy. Look at what happened to McCarthy after me, uh, after he parted ways with me. If Brady wanted to do that, he could be like, look at Belichick. What's he done since I left? Look at what I did without Belichick. He just chooses not to play that that'd game. A, that'd he's be a, a gentleman. fun way for him to inaugurate his booth as in, you know, Hey, <laughs> thanks, Jim. Uh, few, few thoughts. I've been waiting to get off my chest. I've got a job. Guess what? Bum didn't even get a job. Like they're like Tom. Stop, Tom, stop. What are you doing? Like, come on, just analyze. The well, game. or or it should be like, or it should be like with uh, with uh, Nance in the first, uh, or uh, with, uh, with with what's his name Burkhart next year. It should, that should be the move. Like introducing my new number one analyst. Here he is, Tom Brady, and Brady goes like, "Got a surprise for you. I found this guy outside just walking around. Here he is." in this torn up sweatshirt. Look, my old friend, Bill. Bill, do you know where you are? That would be a great three-man booth. Brady and Belichick, and I don't care who's calling the play-by-play. That would be fun to listen to, right? I and It's so funny because Belichick's such a weirdo, but like if you watch the you know NFL Top 100, like he is fun to listen to talking about like the, the Cleveland Browns of the 40s. Like it's crazy how much he knows about football. And you don't think of like, I'd like to hang out with that guy, but his relationship with the media is so antagonistic that he's just grunting. But like when he's actually talking about Lou the Toe Groza, he gets kind of animated. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you go know, ahead. I'll never not love him. Um, okay, bad goat. And this is like, I'm going to beat the rush because next week where everyone's going to have the same bad goat, but I'll be the only one that has it this week. My bad goat is the official that finally costs the team a Super Bowl. Like, no, you know, no matter how many times we get burned during the year, nobody ever talks about this in the ramp up to the game. It's like, is McCaffrey going to be able to break free? You know, are they going to be able to get pressure on Mahomes? Like, And then we always miss it. It's like, oh, no, no, that guy messed up. He called pass interference. That was the whole game. So this is the year. And I was thinking about this. I feel like, I mean, we all have seen dubious calls in Super Bowls. We've seen calls that helped one team win. But we haven't seen the Rams Saints no pass interference equivalent in the Super Bowl, right? You know, as we think about, like, obviously – you don't like to talk about the Steelers Seahawks game where the Steelers got an accumulation of calls. Every 50 50 call went in favor of the Steelers. Obviously, as a Patriot fan, n- none of the holds being called on the Tyree catch um, or in the other Giants game, the intentional grounding in the middle of the field. Like there are calls, but there is not that one iconic call. You're right. Yeah. Like, that call. Toss the team the game. Cannot be reviewed. That's it. This is the year. This is the year. Of all years, because the officiating was so bad, you know, Bill Vinovich is going to have to jog down the field and go, uh, what do you got? And he's like, I got P.I. And Vinovich should be like, I was 55 yards away. I mean, like, imagine if Ayuk doesn't catch that ball in the NFC Championship game. I insist it's a much harder flag to pick up. You know, somebody had to, they they just went like, what's the difference? Just pick up the flag. That was a terrible call. But do they have the stones to do that if the ball bounces on the ground? So I say this is the year 
they gack it, and they've they've tried so hard to be able to you know make up for a bad call. But as we know, every week can't be reviewed. Oh, roughing the passer can't be reviewed. Oh, he didn't touch him. He didn't touch him. Like it's like we're we are due. We are overdue. Kind of like when we had our atmospheric river of rain, and then and then they're like, you know. When L.A. fills with water, it's going to be worse than the big earthquake, which we're also overdue for. Like, we are overdue for the <laughs> Terrific. See, we have something to look forward to. Um, you're right. I'm trying to run through it in my head to, to disprove your point. But, I mean, the more... The one I think about that is completely valid, and, in fact, I talked to uh, Name Drop coming up here, Roger Staubach, once and got to talk to him for like a half an hour and it was just the greatest because he was he was sort of not trying to be polite he was just shooting straight with me uh, about like because I was going all in on those Super Bowls as you would imagine a Steelers fan would and um I was talking to him about the Jackie Smith play famously do you know what that is Eddie Spaghetti I, you're, you're a good gauge of um of the audience do you know the Jackie Smith drop in Super Bowl 13 by name. No, I did not. Maybe if I saw the play, I would ring a bell. Okay. Steel. Uh, uh, Jackie Smith is open with a game tying touchdown, assuming the extra point in the end zone and just flat out drops. It couldn't be more wide open. Um, so I'm like, the, Hall the, of Famer, the, right? Hall of Famer, Jackie. Smith. Yeah. Why? Because of his deeds with the St. Louis Cardinals. But yes, at the tail end of his career, he has a shot at his one and only ring. And, uh, and, and, Kind of goes away there. Little overstated by Cowboys fans, because as I've said before, and we'll say again, it only would have tied the game. It's not like they swings the whole outcome of the game. They still wound up with three. But either way, um, so I I, I got to talk to to, to Staubach about that. I said, you know, does it, you know, do you think decades later about like, man, Jackie dropped that ball and it haunts me? And he said, no, Jackie was treated unfairly. Because of that, I actually threw it a little bit behind him, if you look at that. So he was being a gentleman and good teammate <laughs> to say that. You don't have to say that if you're Staubach. But um, he said the thing that really upset me in that game is there's a P.I. He's like, you don't remember this. Uh, and I'm like, against Lynn Swan. What do you mean? Who do you think you're talking to, Staubach? Um, but he does like flat out. He trips himself on a deep ball that sets up the Franco touchdown that makes it a two score game and kind of gets out of reach. Is that on Benny, Benny Barnes? Yeah. It no, Benny Barnes. It is on Benny Barnes. I'm sorry. You're right. It is on Benny Barnes. So maybe Hench knows more than Damashek here, but, um, but yeah, that was a, that was a bad call that really did. Cause at that point in the game, um, it does play out differently without that call. But yeah, that's not the iconic one you're talking well, about. Well, it's funny. You mentioned, uh, you know, that, that the Jackie Smith drop only would have tied that Super Bowl. It's like, just, just, so we, just so we're clear. The Josh Reynolds drop on fourth and three, that game would have been over. That game would have been over. There is no way that the Lions don't win that game if they convert fourth and three there. So that's a massive drop. And then... I, I mean, this is this is more speculative because they all they still would have been down three. But the way the defense is playing, like if Zay Flowers does not get that taunting penalty, which he deserved, we we could be talking about a Ravens line Super Bowl so easily. And to your point that you make over and over again, Sheck, 
we just move on. Like we just go, hey man, you lost. Like you are for somehow it feels mean. And, and but it, what why it's funny is because of the paradox that everything is everyone is motivated on social media to say something mean. Like that's how can I impact Ted Cruz? Cause I don't like what Ted Cruz just said. You try to say something as mean as you can from your laptop as though you're impacting him. And I do think there's some evidence that some people do read the stuff and maybe they do get upset about it. And that's why people keep doing it. But amidst that being the moment in which we live, for some reason, there is some collective sort of verdict. Like that's too mean to go in on Zay Flowers. Like, yeah, you cost your team the game. That was a terrible, you maybe cost your team yeah. the, a trip you, to you the Super Bowl. You can't be mean enough. Um, and by the way, talk about classy, like Staubach was being with you. Dan Campbell's sitting there just getting hammered for, you got to kick the field goal to go up 17. He never went, did you see the play? Did you see yeah, what you're right. on the right. play? Yeah, you, you don't think I would take the chances of that, of, of number eight catching that pass? 99 out of 100 both hands on the ball like he never he never mentioned why they didn't convert fourth down does that i, I i'm I, i'm such a dummy because i can't keep track of where i have these conversations so forgive me if i asked you this last week Hench. is is detroit kc i mean does it make the top three for you of super bowls that you wish the football gods gave us instead of the one they did give us well, I wanted Lions Ravens was what I was rooting for. Um, I mean, in all of time, though, in Super Bowl history, is there a matchup like, dang, that would have been way better? I say, obviously, Super Bowl 33, if you have the 15 and one offensive juggernaut, Randy Moss, rookie season, Chris Carter, Randall Cunningham, Robert Smith against the defending champion Broncos. That's an all timer. And instead, the Falcons were, in fact, history mistreats the Falcons because they were 13 and three. It's not like they were some bum team, but we were so bummed out by the lack of Vikes that we've got robbed there. I said, um, to me, that's right at the top. I didn't realize Gary Anderson hadn't missed a kick for like two years. Yeah, like, right. It was insane how long that streak was, but I He's go, a Hall of Famer. So, I mean, they're doing the Hall of Fame stuff. I mean, he is unquestionably a Hall of Famer, even as a kicker, but for that miss. He's Bill so, Buckner. The, uh, you know, the the one you point out a lot, uh, Super Bowl 20, but, you know, I, I had a I had a horse in that race. So it's like I wasn't rooting for Marino to go against that Bears 46 defense, although in retrospect, I guess I I should have been. Uh, it's not like that's a great memory for me of uh, the Patriots get, getting destroyed uh, for 46 10. I do think that a big chunk of why there's a vibe and maybe I'm misreading it, that people aren't as excited about this Super Bowl. It's the biggest game, as we say, and I don't think people are that, you know, I I, I don't get the vibe that everywhere you turn like, well, I can't wait for Sunday, right? I don't get that sense with this one. And I think it's because people are like, these two teams in red that we saw play each other a few years ago already and Mahomes again and the Niners feel like a team we see all the time in big games and we feel deprived of not getting the Cinderella line. Well, the other thing is um, the the Niners have been lousy in both their victories. They've been bad. Like they they have no business being in this game. They definitely should have lost to the Packers and they should have lost to the Lions. And then you look at the Chiefs. It was funny because they're like, uh-oh, Chiefs are not going to get a bye. Um, 
you know, Ravens have a bye. And it's like, well, the Chiefs kind of got a bye, didn't they? They played a quarterback from Hawaii in 30 below. It's like, what's the closest thing to a bye? So that game was garbage. And then they went in and like that, the Ravens defense handed it to the Chiefs in the second half. They couldn't do anything, you know? So in a weird way, it, it does feel like the two less deserving teams are representing their conferences in the Super Bowl. Okay, that's a that's a fair bit of analysis. Um, I, a question I was curious about with you though is because I, in the copycat league, the champion. We, now it's like we look at the what the Niners and Lions and the Chiefs and the Ravens didn't try and steal themes from those teams and adopt them for the other 28 teams but it winnows down further and further by the week and by the end of this one the takeaway will be whoever wins and so if the Niners win how much do you as a Patriots fan feel like oh yeah that's an that's an anomaly okay Brock Purdy kind of equals he's NFC Tom Brady now for a new generation. We still need as the Patriots to get one of those big three guys in Jaden Daniels, Drake may, we're not going to get Caleb Williams. Or do you say like, see the Niners just proved you don't need to get one of those guys. And I'd rather get Marvin Harrison or someone like that as a Patriots backer. Well, I mean, I think as hard as it is to find a franchise quarterback, it's harder to have McCaffrey, Ayuk, Samuel, Kittle, Warner, Greenlaw, Bosa. Like the Niners roster is ridiculous. Like you're trying to try to stack your roster to make up for a, you know, mediocre quarterback is actually harder than hoping one of these three guys is the guy. Mm. So, so I don't think, you know, I don't think Purdy winning the Super Bowl, which is my, prediction is my pick is is going to change what those teams at the top of the draft do i i do think it's funny and and spaghetti's usually on top of this so he can confirm it but like i just saw the uh the J, jsn's interview about his offensive coordinator going to the bears did you catch that clip spaghetti uh no i did not see that uh so it's basically what's his name shane waldron waldron sorry um so they're like the the guy. It's just you know it, random. I think there's like a Doritos on the table. Like they're just interviewing him. Hey, you know, tell us a little bit about the Bears. You know, offensive coordinator. They 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 get a good one, and he's like, um, "Are we live? Like, is this on the record? Like, and they're like, well, yeah." And he's like, "Well, he's a good person. It's crazy. You got to track it down. You got to wow. track it down." And then it's like, so I always lean on spaghetti because then like spaghetti always knows that was fake or that, it, you know, that was a bit or something. But anyway, so it was crazy because it it was a guy basically saying like uh, they have a they have a bad offensive coordinator, um, which is nuts. But this this offensive coordinator is going to be presumably it looks like given the job of helping Caleb Williams get them to the promised land. So I just laughed at the idea that there are people that worked with him every day who don't think he's a good offensive coordinator. That's wild. And by the way, we go in with uh, Joey Molinaro on this. I, I, it's a weird thing. Let's not have the conversation now, maybe next week, but 
if a if a kid tells you like i don't want to be on your team so don't draft me i think that's put you in a really weird spot at least to be like we're gonna do it anyway and by the way i'm somebody who's a pittsburgh penguins fan they drafted mario lemieux and he was like nope i'm not putting on the penguin sweater i don't want to play here like i mean they turned him around pretty quickly but it, it does put you in a really tough spot like oh what the kid's gonna make the man's like yeah, what if he sits out? Then you're an NFL team with the 22-year-old with kid ruining your season. So it's a weird spot. Anyhow, um, that's fun stuff. Oh, Hench, are you done with your goats? I mean, you know, we just will we'll turn to pe- call people's attention to the half-hour, 15-minute pregame show <laughs> for all of our picks. But I'll just reiterate here, uh, I like the Niners 27-24, and I like McCaffrey plus 450 to win MVP. Nice. I like Pitt to make the tournament after their win against the NC State Wolfpack. And you want a little fun parlay? How season's going to end? Pittsburgh Penguins are going to end up in the playoffs. Both both my teams. See, life ain't over just because Steelers and football season ended. I'm on to the next. Let's go Pens. Let's go Pitt. And now a quick break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Eddie Spaghetti, how say you? Um, just quickly to respond to some of this stuff. Well, on the bright side, Hench with the officials, as we saw Kamish Goodell say a few days ago, well, if Vinovich screws it up, <laughs> the bright side, they may look into technology. So at least Super Bowl 59 won't be a total disaster. So that's that's a good thing. Um, and I do agree. I have to say this about the Goodell thing. People taking him to task for having like invite only press conference and all that. It's like, He's just the commissioner of a football league, everybody. Like, really, I know people love to do this on social media. How about we do that with our political leaders? Like, (laughs) before I start to hand ring about what coaches say at a podium, how about we we, we expose uh, the the leaders of the nation to the same standard? Like, Goodell is is controlling who's asking him the question. Yeah, so so do the people in more important positions in the world, too. Anyway, continue. And uh, I totally agree with the lack of buzz. Actually, myself and Jen on Waverwire talked about how this is like the least amount of buzz for a Super Bowl I've ever seen. And I think it is because uh, people just have the Chiefs fatigue. And for some reason, the Niners, despite not winning, they have fatigue for them as well. But I don't understand it because I think, you know, Mr. Relevant winning a Super Bowl is pretty crazy in a, in a quarterback league. And also kind of into the conversation before about Mahomes, like Mahomes, if he wins, this is almost like turning into this villain, which I don't understand because he, it turned out a guy too. That's like everyone around him has basically failed him. But so like he has been awesome and he's keeps quiet pretty much outside of like, you know, that, that, that little outburst, with the offsides play, but you know, his wife has st- certainly been in headlines for stuff and, you know, arguing with fans and making statements and doing those TikToks. his brother and got in trouble. Now she's his in the swimsuit in- issue. Did you hear that? 
I did not going to be that. in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Well, good for her. I guess it's a positive thing. But uh, I mean, the the his father's third DUI, his co. I mean, they traded away his best receiver, uh, which I guess didn't matter. And now his best teammate is insanely mega famous. With you know, it's a humongous distraction. He kind of keeps quiet. Like I don't, I don't get why Mahomes has this um, sort of uh, villain connotations. I don't, I don't see him that way. But um, anyway, to get to my goat and goats, I this is not one. I. I so I feel like every week beyond football, once it's done, I'm going to be complaining about the Yankees and Aaron Boone. But when the Baltimore Orioles trade for Corbin Burns and Aaron Boone's first comment after that was, yeah, that could be a problem. I just read that and I was just like, what am I doing here? <laughs> like this, the Yankees had needed one season to go all in and they're like, no, nah, we're, we're still going to cap. It. We're not going to make a trade. So I, I but I'm avoiding that because we have plenty of time for me to be upset about baseball. Um, so my my goat and goat both revolve around the same person, the same building, uh, the same teams. And it's James Dolan and it's Mass Square Garden. And I'll start with the, the bad goat version of this. Uh, reports came out that he said that he does not want the Rangers to trade their first uh, round pick in this upcoming draft because why it's going to be held at the sphere in Las Vegas, which James Dolan owns. Now people are getting on it for that. And they're saying this is why the Rangers can't be taken seriously. I think actual hockey fans are more so real Rangers fans. Don't think this is an issue. I think James Dolan is right in this. If he actually did say this, but he's right for the wrong reasons. You, you don't with, you don't take, you know, keep your picks because you want to be at the building that you own to go up there and you draft a player in the, you know, the twenties or thirties, potentially if the Rangers win the cup. But I think it's smart for once that James Dolan's not forcing them to go all in moving picks for a rental player that you're only going to have for a half a season. And unless that guy, you know, wears number 97 for the Edmonton Oilers, I don't want to talk about a uh, half a season rental that you're not gonna be able to sign uh, all the way through. And obviously I say this as uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Elias Lindholm's uh, debut with the Canucks. He has two goals, of course, but so the Rangers were in on him, did not let him trade the pick. Now the reason why James Dolan slash, you know, the Knicks get the good goat, is because the Knicks make a, a fantastic move today, getting uh, Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks, and they only give up second round picks. And uh, you know Evan Fournier, who's not really playing with them. And um, I know that Quentin Grimes is a younger player, but he's he's pretty much riding the bench with them. And it's a shock because this is really the first time the Knicks have draft capital. They have no bad contracts. They have a, you know a emerging superstar in Jalen Brunson, and they made uh, great moves bringing in OG a couple weeks prior, and they have a ton of depth and a ton of younger good players, and this core could be around for a while. So while James Dolan may have said something stupid and you know forced the Rangers' hands, so to speak, for once, he's not meddling in the basketball affairs and bothering the Knicks, and he's letting Leon Rose do his job there. He's letting Tom Thibodeau coach the way he has to coach, and this Knicks team is not just a nice story. They're now like a legitimate contender, um, and they're right up there in the East. So I, I think that it's a shock. This is the first time in my life. I understand the Knicks obviously were very good in the mid-'90s with those you know, Ewing and, and, and Starks and Oakley teams, but I was a little kid. Now this is the first time where I'm used to the Knicks being a joke and they're not that they actually are a good team. So um, again, while James Dolan may have some really stupid tendencies, uh, at least he is not messing with this, this current Knicks team and hopefully does not meddle with the Rangers anymore, which he's pretty good at. So that's why my go and goats all rely on uh, mass. See, look at that. It's a nice setup. It's a little, little uh, kernel of what we'll have to talk about on the other side of the Super Bowl. Uh, NBA getting hot NHL heating up, not literally because it would, melt the ice but you know what i'm saying yeah like we have a lot to talk about coming Spaghetti got through his whole dolan segment without mentioning a masseuse who has him as a bad goat for other reasons um <laughs> but imagine the excitement at the sphere just the electricity 
when the Rangers take Jean-Louis Lefrancois from Verdun, Quebec, some defenseman no one's ever heard of. Like, there's nobody, like, what is he, what? Hey, man, I don't want to lose this moment at the sphere. James Dolan, name five guys that are going to be drafted. Like, it's like these. Move over, P.T. Bonham, James Dolan, solved entertainment. The Rangers are going to be drafting so late. It's like, yes. Trade your pick, Spaghetti. Trade your pick if you have any chance of contending. Um, But I I do, the Knicks do scare me. But although in that trade, I thought it was funny. You know, it's pretty cool that the Knicks are starting three guys who went to Villanova and had a massive success at Villanova. And DiVincenzo is, is now the three-point sniper of snipers. Bogdanovich, I think, is shooting 43% from three. The Knicks are officially terrifying, but they did, deep in that trade, they did trade uh, Archie Diacano, another Villanova guy. It's like, wow, I, you know, that is so cool that they've stacked a roster with Villanova guys. The Knicks are terrifying. Um but what's exciting, and we'll have to get into this in detail as we move beyond football, uh, I was dead in the water on my Sixers under 49 and a half wins pick. They were on pace for 58 wins, and they're one in their last seven. They're one in seven. So you were happy? Beat, you were happy I, about I, the knee injury? I, 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 well, even before it was like we got to shut him down, they were shutting him down. Like you would see a score and you're like, I can't believe the Sixers are losing by 20. Doesn't everybody feel bad about that now? They're like, Gambi's trying to game the system. Like, oh, his knee actually was bad. Now it I feel bad. like a heel. No, and it's like, and you're watching, you're like, how is this knee going to get better during the season? Like, how is he going to be ready for the playoffs? So now the Sixers, as they plummet, I mean, the play-in is not out of the question for the Sixers at this point. They are they are no longer a factor. So oh, their you know, their goose is cooked. Yeah, the they have no chance. Getty is now looking, you know, at like first round matchups. Like the Knicks could get the two seed. Like it's like the Knicks are a freight train. Um, and and I'm now hoping somebody else takes care of the Knicks. I'm more worried about the Knicks than the Bucks. Ooh. See, look at how much fun we're going to have next week and beyond that. But in the meantime, a reminder, you have to listen to the or watch even better on YouTube and or on uh, Twitter, the 15 minute. Okay, it's more like 30 minutes, but so what? It's a Super Bowl show. It's got to be fat. Um, So we did all the props there. Look for that. We appreciate you all season long supporting that. Joey Mulinaro makes a uh, guest uh, turn on that one. Um, Adam Carolla with Sarah Tianami on extra points, Eddie Spaghetti and Jen Piacenti on waiver wired. Um, Toby Mergler has Eddie Spaghetti really has all of us pretty much. I was on there. Mark Gunnels, everybody on trendy this week, lemon pepper parlay with Martin Weiss and Mark Gunnels. They have a decidedly or Gunnels does a decidedly chiefs bent there. Check it all out um, to get yourself all set for their Super Bowl 58. We appreciate you hanging with us all this football season. But like we've just touched on, we will be back on the other side of it. So stay with us. We'll try to make sense of what we saw in Super Bowl 58 and get you right for the rest of the NBA, NHL, March Madness, baseball, all the rest of it. In the meantime, for Eddie Spaghetti, for Kevin Hench, for everybody at the Extra Points Network. Thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.